Hey, welcome back to our FaithCast podcast. We are discussing all things theological, practical. This is a ministry of Faith Baptist Church here in Visalia. And this is the second installment of our podcast, so it's good to be here. I really enjoy doing this. had a great conversation with Shiloh last time. By the way, this uh, music that we intro with is not the music that we are planning on doing, so if you have suggestions on what we should do, let me know. I still haven't had time to put some thought into it, but anyway, my name is Eric Northwick. I am one of the pastors here at Faith Baptist Church, and today I have another one of my sons, Zach, with us. Or he, he, he and his fiance, Christy, are planning on getting married in October. And as they go through pre-marriage counseling, one of their requirements is to interview another husband, or Zach's job. Zach has to interview someone. So I thought, well, why don't we see if we can make this into a podcast? We'll see how this goes. It might be a disaster, but we'll give it a try. So anyway, Zach, welcome. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. How, how many? How many days? How many hours? How many minutes? To uh, about seventy days, fourteen hours, ten minutes, and thirty-one seconds and twelve milliseconds. Did you just make that up? Yeah, I just made all that up on the spot. Okay. <laughs> I don't think Christy is will come through, but I'll bet she knows. She's sitting right next to Zach. Do you know Christy? Sixty-eight days. Sixty-eight days. Sixty-eight days. Huh? The nine weeks. And nine weeks. Six days. Nine weeks and six days. Nine weeks and six days. Well, that's exciting. All right. And so Zach has the task of becoming a prepared godly husband by then. So he's wanting to glean from his dad. And so he's hopefully get some good advice here. We'll, we'll see. It's, it's, you know, be, being a, a godly husband is, is a lot of work and it requires dying to what is natural. It definitely doesn't come natural. So I think you're, you're starting to figure some of this out as you've been dating. Is that right? Yeah, some of it. I mean, there's times where it's been stumbling and, you know, maybe falling into the mud a couple times. But after a while, you get the hang of it. And then you realize you don't really know anything at all (laughs) in a couple more weeks. (laughs) No, it really is just a progress of learning and taking the time to listen, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and, and, and launch into your questions and see how far we can get with this. So go ahead and hit me with the first one. All right. So the first question is, what are a godly husband's responsibilities to his wife? Well, I, I think back to my pre-marriage counseling and where, where I first heard this described. And a godly husband is a leader, a lover, and a learner. He's a leader, a lover, and a learner. He, he must lead. He sets the tone in the home spiritually. He sets the, the direction of the home. And so he's leading. He, he doesn't lead from behind. He leads from the front. He, he takes the shots. He, he's seeking what is best for his wife and for his kids and, and he's making sure that as he leads, he is, he is being faithful in that, in that leading, according to Scripture. And there, there's a lot of examples of this. And there's, there's some great books. Like MacArthur's got a book on leadership I think is really helpful. Mm. 
There's some great principles for leadership that apply to that part of being a man. And one of the things I think that young men mistake for leadership is when they, is when, when, when they, they say things like, well, I'm, since, I'm, since I'm the man of the home and I'm supposed to lead, you have to do what I say. And, and that's where the second part of you know, that leader, lover, learner comes in. You have to be a lover. This is not about you. It's not about what you want, how you want it, when you want it. And so think Philippians 2, right? right. Think, think of Christ. You know, think of the example in John 13 where he gets down and he takes on the form of a slave. That, that's really what this kind of leadership is. It is to set the, the tone of love or, or to love your wife, and that's exactly what is commanded Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her. It's self-sacrificing. Right. It's interesting. Before that, it says in Ephesians 5.22, wives, be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord. And so the wives are to be submissive to their husbands, but the husbands are to lead in such a way that their wives would desire to, to submit. There should be a Christ-like kind of loving going on where the wife feels protected and cared for, that her, her desires are being considered as the husband leads. Does, it, does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. Uh, and then you have learner, uh, leader, lover, learner. Uh, you're never going to know how to lead or to love your wife by nature. Hmm. Uh, you were born by nature knowing how to love yourself. Um, right. we, we all were, right? right. This, is, this, is, this is something that, you know, I think you've heard a lot in the home. Right. Our, 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 our sinful tendencies have self, selfish tendencies. And so you've got to learn how to love her, and so, which means you've got to learn about her. Like, my, my wife is very unique in the way that God made her, and it's beautiful in the way that he made her. Even, even the oddities, like spilling ink, as Christy just did on the, on the <laughs> table here, you know, there's different ways that, that you know, different ways that God made hmm. Christy yeah. and, and your mother. And so you've got to learn how. So, like, if, 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 if you find yourself on a, on a camping trip and she wants to have uh, a photo taken and you want to chop wood, well, it's, you know, it's because of, of, of the way that she's created that she wants, you know, to take in the scenery and, 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 and take the picture. I say that because we went camping this weekend and that, that, that actually came up, which was a great learning opportunity in the way that the two of you think, right? <laughs> yeah. Did you learn something from that? Yeah, I, I learned a couple things. One, you know, you just got to die to yourself. Yeah. You know, why not take the picture? And then the other is I learned that being in a pastor's family is like the Miranda rights. Anything you say, canon will be used against you in court. <laughs> you know, you, you may be turned into a sermon analogy, but in reality it's very useful because you learn how to respond better the next time. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You, you learn. You learn. Okay, so what's your next question? I mean, if, if, is that satisfying there? Yeah, I think that's satisfying. Leader, learner, lover. Or yeah. Leader, lover, order. learner. Leader, I think lover, it, it flows learner. off the tongue. Leader, lover, learner, better like that. I don't, I don't know why. Huh. But anyway, yeah. So the next question is, what does the Bible mean when describing the man as the head of the home? 
Well, I, that goes back into what we've already talked about. Some the, he's again, he's the he's the one who will be held accountable. Hmm. So uh, go to Ephesians five, and you see this: uh, the husband husbands love your wife. First twenty five, uh, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her, that so that he might sanctify her. Right. Now Jesus came. Remember, he's in John thirteen. He's washing the disciples' feet, and uh, and and he, and he says, you know, he's already made them clean, right? And now he's in a sense, he's sanctifying. So he's taking on the form of a servant or a slave, and he's doing what is necessary to, to, to sanctify them. And in this way, the husband follows that example. What is it that your wife needs? And I think this is where a lot of men fall prey to, to the, 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 this idea that, you know, can just sort of make decisions and go with it. But mm. the whole goal is that his wife, I mean, he's going to present her before Christ one day. He's going to give an account. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and there's this desire for joy in that day when you give an account hmm. for your wife, where, where, where you can say, well, with Jesus, look at her. Look how beautiful she is. Right. Look at how she has grown in grace and knowledge. And it will, it will, it will, it will be this moment of exuberance. Because, because you will have, you know, if you've led her well, you have given your life to, want to, to help her grow, which means you need to be ahead of the game, right? right? You need to be, you need, you need to be, work. you know, some people say, well, I married uh, out of my league, I married up. Uh, well, then you've got more work to do. Hmm. Uh, you, you've, you better catch up, buddy, right? Because <laughs> you've got to lead the way in this. Uh, there's just no excuses. Yeah, you've got to find a way to step out in front. That's right. You got to be in front. You got to take the shots. You got to be seeking uh, that she, you know, her, her, uh, her sanctification. Uh, then he might present her to himself, to the church, in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, so that she'd be holy and blameless. There's the goal right there. You know, it's such a beautiful thing. All right, what you got next? The next question is: What is involved in being the manager of the home? I think that this depends on, on that learner part of, of your wife. Some, some women have natural tendencies toward one way or the other in, in the home. I think the husband needs to be aware of what is going on in the home, and mm. he needs to be assured that things are operating according to the Scripture. So what is the instruction for, for, for the home? You know, Titus 2 you know, the older woman instructing the younger woman, and, the, and then you have the young man at the end of that list there in the household co- code. And so the goal is to have children who are, who are walking in obedience. And this, this comes out in, in, in different ways. I mean, it, it could be, you know, in, in the way that they are you know, managing themselves. What, whatever it is, the, the end goal is that you are raising up children who are being nourished and, and, and admonished in the Lord. And, and I think that as a man, you, you, you know, you need to be aware of the end goal and aware of what needs to happen, and then you provide the help so that, you're, so, so that whatever your wife needs, because you can't, you know, ideally, and I think biblically, ideally the man is, is out, you know, like Adam, he's the gardener, the wife is the helper. Ideally, the wife is managing in the home and helping and, and raising those children but but i think as as a man like again you're accountable to it right to to for for all this stuff so you you need to you just you need to equip your wife and and you need to fill in whatever gaps that are that are there but it, but but i think the bottom line is you know knowledge 
knowing what's going on, being aware, and and making sure the details are are, are taken care of. And it just it just varies depending on on the home makeup. Like in our home, you know, we have seven boys, and there's there's a different makeup in our home than somebody with only a couple kids. So what you got next? How can you know and fulfill your wife's needs? Learn. Yeah. Learn. You I, get, I see ask a pattern her, ask, her, here. ask her questions. That's right. Learn. <laughs> yeah, so far, we haven't left off of leader, lover, learner, have we? Yeah. You can learn. You find out who she, how she ticks, who she is. You know, take her out on dates. Ask her questions. I can already hear my wife in the back of my mind. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you do that more? Yeah. You know, we, we all need to do this more. We need to... We need to spend time getting to know our wives. And if we're really interested in helping her grow in grace and knowledge and becoming blameless with no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, then, then, then we're, going to be, we're going to be keenly interested in finding out what her needs are. Like Second Peter 3.7. Yeah, Second Peter 3.7. Let's, since you referenced it, let's go there. Second Peter 3.7. First Peter 3.7. Okay. Right, First Peter 3, 7. It says, You husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way as with a weaker vessel, since she is a woman, and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life, so that your prayers will not be hindered. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a convicting verse right there. You know? Right. You, you, you find yourself feeling like your prayers are empty, and they're not going anywhere, and perhaps it's because of the way you're treating your wife. You, you've been you you become selfish. Men, men tend this way, right? Just tend towards selfishness, and so to be a leader, lover, learner means to you know there's no place for selfishness. All right, what what else you got there? The next question is how can you develop a deep friendship with your wife? This is an interesting question. Yeah, well, what would you say? You 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 answer this. I mean, I don't really want to avoid the categories that we've been establishing. I think this is learning about her. I think yeah. the more you learn about her, the more you understand what kinds of things you enjoy doing together, yeah. what kind of things maybe, you know, well, maybe she might want to do that by herself instead of with me. Right. Like, I don't know, clothes shopping or something. Right. <laughs> is, that, is that what you're hoping for? <laughs> no, not at all. I love to go clothes shopping. Okay. But just certain things like that where you, you find the commonalities and and discussions and topics that you both agree on. Yeah. You know, I think along with that is you've got to be careful about belittling the mm-hmm. things that your wife loves to do or the way she thinks. You, you can't just sit there and, 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 and make a joke out of her. You know, and I, I think sometimes guys do this. You know, at one time I think I, I, I was at, a, I remember uh, I was at a checkout lane and, and some lady was, I don't remember what it was, and I made a joke just trying to be friendly with her because she was talking about her husband, so I made a joke about my wife, and my wife was there. And, and I, I wasn't being serious, but my wife talked to me afterwards. She's like, why did you do that? Huh. You know, and, and it, was, it was just belittling to her, which I wasn't trying to be, but I don't remember what the joke was, but I, I realized then that, you know, that's, it's not funny. If, if you're going to develop a deep friendship with your wife, you know, she needs to, to know that, that you, you care about what she thinks. You, you're, you know, you're not belittling her, that you find the, the, the oddities or the, the, the unique ways that she's created. That that's, you know, those are, those are the things that make her special, you know. 
and, and just be encouraging to her. I think we need to be more encouraging as men. Right. I agree. All right, we're moving right along. Yeah, only a couple more questions or a few more. How can a husband provide leadership? And this is actually right along with what you were just saying about not demeaning her. How can a husband provide leadership without demeaning or quenching his wife's initiative and creativity? Yeah, you know, that, that we'll just continue what we were saying about not belittling, but it reminds me of, of, of Barnabas. The Barnabas is, his name, but why, my mind is going blank right Encourager. Right, but I was trying to remember what his name was. Joseph, is it? Yeah. I th- so it, it, his name isn't Barnabas, right? His name is literally son of encourager. So here's this guy who is so good at encouraging people that it becomes his name. You know, the Bible records this for all of eternity, that here is the, 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 the son of encourager. Mm. What, what a reputation, you yeah. know? And I think we, we need to work on this more, that we are encouraging our wives. Obviously, we, we don't want to lie when they're acting in ways that are, that are wrong, but there needs to be a, an encouragement toward what is good and what is right, what is true, helping them grow in grace and knowledge. I, I don't know about you, but when I read this question, I immediately thought of house decoration. House decoration. Where, house. you know, as men, we rarely have a knack for how things look and how things should be decorated and what looks good even. Right. So oftentimes we think purchases that, you know, to put on walls or ledges can be frivolous and unnecessary. So I think the woman's natural tendency to decorate is part of that initiative and creativity. But how can a husband provide leadership in that area where maybe it's not necessary, but, you know, based on finances or something like that? Well, you've, yeah, so you've got, you've got to, and every situation is unique. You know, you've, you've got to, of course, take into account the, your budget and all of these things I mean, if you don't, if if you're just being frivolous with the money that you can't afford to have, especially if you're aiming towards something like, I, I do think that there are financial principles that need to be put in place when you're talking about this kind of stuff. You know, sometimes creativity and and what you're describing, out decorating, you know, it can have an impact on the budget that's not exactly good. And I think that's what you're getting at here. Well, not necessarily, just. The husband may think it's not good, but right. without even looking and checking, or it could be anything. I'm just thinking where the husband's thinking practically and the wife is thinking I more see. creatively. I see. Okay. I just use an example uh, to help phrase it. Okay. Well, I was going to say that, uh, that that as a husband, I think one of the things you can do to show trust to your wife is to you know not not to be checking on, on all her purchases all the time, but helping her understand the budget needs. This is why you get a family budget. But that's where, where I was going with that. But, but here, you're, you're talking about the, you know, the difference in, in personality, you know, where a wife wants right. to, to make her home a home and the husband's like, what do we need, right. what do we need that for? You know, I, w- I would just say this, like, man, like, just, just let her go. You, you're, you're not going to regret it, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, in most cases. <laughs> I mean, maybe you will. I don't know. But but regardless, you know, there, there, is, there are so few things, I think, as beautiful as, you know, coming home 
after after a long day's work hmm. to a home where your wife has has work to make it just right. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with practical. It, it's just it, I don't know. There, there's beauty there. Like, this is who she is, right? This is you know she's she's making your home her home. Why wouldn't you want her to do that? You know, you're dwelling together in in, in unity and mm-hmm. in love, and it, I I don't know. I just think it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, that, that's that's exactly what I was going for. Sort of, because I'm not the one that answered the question. <laughs> but the next one is, what are the most important factors in being a good husband? I feel like some of these are repeating. Yeah, it's, it's this is this is why uh, when you get pre-marriage counseling, and uh, and they boil it down into something like leader, lover, learner. What you discover is that uh, you know the, 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 it covers a, a lot, lot of a lot of this stuff. If you would just apply uh, those three things, you're going to find a lot of uh, a lot less trouble in your home, a lot less conflict. Uh, but what was the question again? The most important factors in being a good husband. Well, okay. Look, number one, you've got to be working on your own growth and godliness. Hmm. You, you, ha- you have got to be working on your relationship with Christ. That, like, that is first and foremost, because that will dictate everything else. Right. You have got to be working on your grasp of the- theology. Like, the- the- everything theological works out practical. You- you're just not going to get to the practical unless you first look at who God is. And, and so you've got to be doing the work... And, and, and leading the way in this, that, that, is, that, is, that is number one. You've got to be able to answer your wife's questions. In fact, mm. the Bible says this, uh, you know, that Paul told, the, told the, the women in the church to be silent because they were dealing with, well, just chaos in the church. And he says, if you have a question, ask your husband at home. And that assumes that your husband is learning and growing. And so the husband is like the priest of the home. So you think about the church. You've got you've got the church. So you got you've got the the the, the shepherding in the home. You got shepherding in the church. And, and the first stop in in the home is the husband. So you've got to act like the shepherd. And so I don't remember what the question was. Being uh, what'd you say? Being a uh, most important factor. Most being important factor. That's right. It, it is to it is to, well. It's the first part of that, that statement. Be the you priest need to, of the home. Right. Be the priest of the home. Be the leader of the home. Mm-hmm. Everything else will, I really think it'll fall in line after that. Because, and over and over, like I was talking to a man the other, the other day or, we, or last week who, you know, this, this happens a, a lot where, you know, one, you know, the man will get saved and the wife won't, or, or sometimes the other way around. But just by, the, by virtue of, of, you know, the man acting like a man and leading in his home and growing in grace and knowledge, it has this effect of, of winning over, you know, your wife toward these things. It does far more than being able to win arguments when she sees the kind of man that you are, that you take your faith seriously, that you mm. take your, your, your walk with Christ seriously, that you're not messing around. Uh, you, you know, one of the worst things I think, and, and I know I'm going to ruffle some feathers with this, uh, but I hear this a lot, and, and I understand it's good-natured and all that. You know, it's funny, I, I've said this myself in, in good humor, but, uh, you know... When, 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 you know, like, like there's two kids in the home and the wife says, well, actually, I have three kids, oh, you know, yeah. and she's referring to her husband, who's just a big kid. Right. Right. Well, that's, that's all fun, you know, when, when, when you're having fun. But in reality, that's, that's, that is not a good thing. 
if if your reputation is that you're just a big kid, uh, but but you but you're not serious about you know the things of God, uh, you, you're setting you're setting up disaster in your home, and I, I just can't stress this enough. You've got to lead the way, prioritize spiritual things, spirit first, flesh. Spirit is greater than flesh, right? Spirit works out in the flesh, right? So if you prioritize prioritize spiritual things, it will have an effect in, in the fleshly ways in your home. It, it'll take time. It's a long, it's a long game. But, but the payoff, the payoff is, is so worth it. Hmm. Just one more question. How can a husband help his wife in her growth in God-given potential? Yeah, so in theology, we talk about potential versus pure act, Right. Right? Right, yeah, right. You know what I'm talking about. You know, God is pure act. Mm-hmm. Humans are what? Potential. Humans are potential. So that, that means that God doesn't change, but humans do. And so God is a perfect being, right? There is mm-hmm. no such thing as a human being, technically, right? We're but all human becomings. We're human becomings. And so each of us have potential, and that potential is working toward... That potential is working toward... The be, being like Jesus, right? That's what God is. That's what Jesus is making us into. Uh, we will be made. We will be made like Him, and then, and then, and then, I think it will, will be an eternity of becomings because we we are always changing, always growing. Uh, yes, we'll be we'll be made perfect in, in that we won't morally sin, but but our knowledge will continue to grow. And uh, and so this goes back into again that that acronym or that you know that uh, is an acronym. I guess leader, lover, learner. Right. Like, you want to help her grow in grace and knowledge. You want her to reach the potential. And that potential, again, Ephesians 5, 26, is that she is blameless and spotless before Christ. That's the goal. That's the potential. There's no greater potential than that. I know we live in a day where, where, where feminists say, you know, your greatest potential is to, you know, get a career and do all this. But that, that's, right. a, that's nothing, like so what? Like how how many how many women are going to stand before Christ one day and go, "See, look Jesus, I, I was a really good banker." Right. Right? And I'm not I'm not belittling banking. I'm not saying that. You you hear what I'm you understand what I'm right. saying, right? Like the greatest goal is to be like Jesus. Hmm. And so the husband his job as the spiritual leader of the home is to help his wife get there. And so he is, again, setting that spiritual tone, but, but you know, leading in, the, in, the, in the, the Bible, reading, teaching. And there's different ways that that works out. People have different ways that they, you know, men in the home are, are, are reading the Bible and such. But, but the goal is seeing where your wife is and, and accepting her for who she is and where she is. You know, it's okay where she's at, right? It's right. okay if she's, you know, if, if she's not quite uh, at, at the level of you or, or the other way around. Uh, but, but you're seeing what she needs and, and you're, you're aiming for, uh, for her growth in grace. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, I think that does make sense. Uh, is, that, is that the, uh, the end of your questions there? That, that was the last okay. question. All right, so if you apply those, you'll be the perfect husband, right? 
No, no. So what, what is it that we, we could sum all of this up? Because you've noticed we've been on repeat. We've mentioned this a couple of times. What, what was that acronym? Do you remember? The three words yes. that we're doing are leader, lover, and learner. That's right. The husband is the leader, the lover, and the learner. And every, every question you have when you come to biblical counseling, you just have to ask yourself a question. How can I lead? How can I love her? And how can I learn her? That's right. <laughs> There's a, I always forget the title of this book. You've read it, Zach. You, maybe you can remember the, the husband book. Which is the one? The Exemplary, the Exemplary husband. husband. I keep wanting to say The Excellent Husband. No, that's The It's The Excellent Wife. And that's by, it's right there, M- Martha Peace, which I recommend that all women read through here. An excellent book. And then The Exemplary Husband by Stuart Scott, probably the best book I've ever read. I, I would say hands down on, on husbanding, so, or husbandry, whatever you, whatever you say. So I would, I would recommend that. The Excellent Wife by Martha Peace and The Exemplary Husband by Stuart Scott. And then also I would recommend Wayne Mack's Marriage God's Way, which you, you and Christy are going through. Yeah, Wayne Mack's Preparing for <coughs> Marriage God's Way. Wayne Max preparing for marriage God's way. Yeah. This is where I got all the questions out of from. This is where Dan's taking us through. Yeah, so Pastor Dan is taking them through that book, Wayne Mack. And I, I went through that only different form of it, version of it when I was when we were going through marriage counseling. And it is an excellent book. So if you're if you have if you're struggling in your marriage or you just want to go through a you know, a, a pre or a re pre marriage counseling thing, do do the work in that. Just buy the book and you and your wife go through it. And then both of you, like, re, you know, the wife, the excellent wife by Martha Peace and the exemplary husband by Stuart Scott. And I think you'll find that all of the principles in there sum up to leader, lover, learner. So, all right. Yep. Uh, are we done? Uh, that's it. All right. All right. Let's, let's do the music thing here. There uh, we go. Well, thank you, Zach. Hopefully this has been helpful. Uh, yeah, I think it's been helpful. All right. We'll see you next time.